and I can certainly understand why a Christian nationalist keeps saying, this is a Christian nation, this is a Christian nation. And I want to say, okay, it is and it isn't. Right. That, that, That's right. We need to work through that. All. I mean, you can't just say that. Yeah, right. Um, it is and it isn't. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing, so do your own research. This is Dave at the Hopper Podcast. We almost didn't release the following episode as I was struggling to clearly articulate ideas that are frankly still in process. However, this is such an important topic that perhaps you can help further its development with comments of your own. Please write to us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for joining the conversation. Dave, just recently, the United States um, Congress and President has put into place a new law that uh, they say defends marriage. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a defense of marriage act, and it has two main things that it does. Although, like all laws, there's many many things. All that, kinds uh, of trimmings, huh? Lots of trimmings. But the two basic things are this: the first is in the United States, uh, and this is new. If if you get married in one state, all other states in the United States have to recognize that marriage as valid. And that is protecting all kinds of same sex or correct. Right. Yes, same-sex marriage. Atypical, what we, what we would have referred to as atypical marriage. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, for some people, they, they are concerned that this protects interracial marriage as well. Mm-hmm. And so that, I mean, atypical, right? Um, and what it is is that the Congress is worried that this new conservative Supreme Court may reverse the decision, uh, the way that they reverse the decision of uh, Roe v. Wade, that they might reverse the decision um, much right. more recently to, that legalizes same-sex marriage. And then they might go back and reverse the decision of interracial marriage as well. And so this protects that. Right. So that even if they do reverse those decisions, if you get married in one state, it is absolutely valid yeah. in another state. I'm sorry, but but the thought that we would outlaw interracial marriage to me is crazy town. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but... What for so much of the United States history that has been illegal, and recently it's not, and it's hard to think that that's at risk. Yeah, this um, is a great example where we we need some progress. Yeah, and uh, and that's not all bad. People are so averse to change, and they want everything the, the way it was. That's well, right. The way it was is not. Uh, it wasn't great. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. There, there. Yeah, it's got. It all has to be nuanced. Yeah. There, there are good things and bad things. Yeah. In every era. Yeah. And, uh, and the thought that that you would keep races from getting married is is ridiculous to me. It is to me too. But the rise of white nationalism, um, that is absolutely on the rise. It is still not very influential in our country. Um, and so I don't think that that is at risk in the near future. But that is absolutely rising in people. What uh, the. Uh, uh, Charlottesville um, uh, movement or uh, uh, the riots. The riots. Mm-hmm. What are they chanting? Jews will not replace us. It's a bunch of white people saying Jews will not replace us. And this kind of replacement theory that whites are being replaced and we must stand up for our race. Uh, a big part of that is not uh, marrying uh, interracially, mm-hmm. and in order to preserve the white race. And it's reprehensible to me, but I see that it is on the rise, yeah. and we may need to protect that. 
I think it's on the rise, and I don't, uh, we'll get back to this at some point in this conversation, I'm sure. But yep. I think it's on the rise because of the failure to nuance and the, the failure to, uh, to appreciate the complexity of what we're talking about in terms of law and uh, what, where does Christianity have a role in America? Okay, so that's super important. But yeah. it, so that I think is is the it thing. does come later. Absolutely. Yeah, but so continue. Yeah. So the so that's the one thing that this law does is it protects uh, marriage so that if you get married in one state, it, it will be valid yep. necessarily in every other state. Which is another way of saying that uh, every marriage, because all the states are are going to disagree. Yes. And that's so right. yeah, it, the most liberal state. Um, becomes, and what, whoever, the standard, yeah, that, becomes the standard. That's yeah. right. Um, so then the other thing that it does is it says that um, if you um, do not uh, believe that inter- that um, LGBTQ marriages are moral, that that is a valid and a uh, heartfelt and a good um, belief and it will not be persecuted ever by the federal government. And you can't mm-hmm. have your tax status taken away, that ministers mm-hmm. who refuse to do marriages between two women or between right. two men, um, there'll be nothing. Can't be sued for discrimination. Cannot be sued, cannot be. So all of that. of some kind. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that would all be at the federal level. Of course, the federal yeah. government doesn't have the right to um, make state laws. Um, and so obviously it doesn't protect you at the state level because it's not possible to. But at the federal level, it, it protects you there and churches as well. And so, and again, it doesn't, you know, some people have said, well, but the protection isn't um, ultimate. Well, that's true. Congress can change whatever they want to at any time. That's true. Uh, but that's, you know, but this, there wasn't a protection and now there is that protection. Mm-hmm. And to say, uh, so the good people can disagree. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm happy about that. Hmm. Yeah. About certainly providing those protections. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there's concern that if things were to continue in a, a very liberal agenda that, uh, there could be all kinds of criminal active, uh, pursuit of ministers, people who believe that the Bible is clearly saying that homosexuality is not God's design. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, from hate speech to uh, all, all kinds of uh, potentially criminal behavior. Yes, and that is a, I think, a legitimate concern. And uh, but that's not a concern with this law, because this law actually protects uh, yeah. that religious freedom. And America is a uh, a big experiment of populist vote. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that means that um, when when you hear people who uh, who are complaining about this bill, uh, who are Christian, it's because they feel like it, they're they're um, that the country is supposed to be founded on Judeo Christian ethic in the first place. Fair enough. And so it 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 then suggests that there is a um, a vantage point, a moral vantage point that is superior or better than Judeo-Christian ethic because it's popular or because it's more widespread in our society. And so that's the real rub here. This is where people, I don't, I don't hear anyone talking about this. Okay. Um, in terms of when, when is a, uh, a Christian nationalist uh, right and where are they wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important to this particular bill. Okay. Uh, you're not following me? Uh, you, you got a confused look on I your face. I think I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
let, let, let's back up. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think the bill is a good compromise in that, like I said, we we need a way forward. Yeah. But I don't think the way forward is. Um, in this case, is really understanding the problem. Okay. The problem isn't that some people in the country want to marry same sex and some people in the country uh, don't like that. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to be persecuted for their beliefs. Um, and uh, and this side doesn't want to be persecuted for their beliefs. Right. And so it, it seems to be like a very sensible sure. kind of arrangement, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. I say underneath of that, deeper than that, Yeah. There are there are things that are being assumed. Sure. That we need to look at, or yeah. otherwise we're just following, we're just bouncing off our circumstances in this time and era. Yeah. And we're just trying to make decisions that that aren't um, that where the the foundational pieces yeah. that aren't being recognized yep. are somehow being skewed or um, changed or altered, and that means that yeah. means a lot of things in the future. Yeah. I got you. And so there are people who think that, um, let's see, the, I, the, you said it a moment ago, the, the sticking point is, is this a, is this nation based on Judeo-Christian values? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that I think that from different perspectives, the answer is yes and the answer is no. Exactly. And it's the, very complicated. to say the answer is yes is that uh, our founding fathers and mothers were by and large formed in the Judeo-Christian uh, worldview. Mm -hmm. And they worked very hard um, to implement that in the structures of society, into schools, into families, into their religious organizations, into civic organizations, and all kinds of stuff like that. To say that the answer is no is that uh, our founding fathers who debated for an enormous amount of time, really brilliant people, uh, about how the Constitution should be formed, very, very clearly said, this will not be a Christian nation. The Constitution is very, very clear about that. This is not a Christian nation. And there were lots of those folks who wanted it to be, who wanted to say, we are going to be a Christian nation. And um, whether or not we like it, whoever, you know, very clearly it's not. Now, the Constitution, I think, th therefore says that we are a, a religiously pluralistic uh, society. Now, two things happened from there historically. The first is that even though the Constitution didn't have Christianity, Christianity was baked into so much of society. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Constitution was the federal government, which when it started was very, very small. And almost inconsequential. It was just like holding these various states together. State governments and local governments were much, much more powerful. And over time, the federal government has gotten much, much, much larger and more significant. And the state government, local government has become less and less powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, this our religious, um, uh, not our moral, but our religious, um, not a particular religion, Constitution, federal government, has become more powerful over time and more pervasive. And the pluralism that the Constitution said that we are all working by has allowed various views that are not of any particular religion, um, but certainly spiritual, and, and that's where they get morality or whatever, uh, that has come in and has been allowed to come in and now is pretty pervasive. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, what do we do? Yeah, so, so backing up on what you said, yeah. um, a lot of people feel that uh, when you say Christianity was so baked into society, yeah. I think that's absolutely true, mm-hmm. that our founding fathers were not thinking about um, secularism and all of the atheism and all those other pluralistic points. They were thinking more about a parameters uh, or a spectrum of basically Judeo-Christian yeah. differences. And so they're they're allowing for these religious differences because they don't want they want the separation of church and state, which I support. Yeah. Um, but they they weren't thinking about uh, where we are now. No, of course they couldn't Be- envision right. where we are now. Because right. it's because as you said, Christianity, Judeo-Christian ethic was so baked into everything. It was an assumption. Yeah. It was their presupposition. Uh, okay. I don't think that's true. Well, t- I think it's true to a degree. Uh, to what degree is is very hard to argue or prove. It is, um, but if you look at like um, uh, Franklin and um, right, there were definitely uh, some of the really influential thinkers. Even Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson and those, for yep. sure. Like these, these are pretty. Um, they believe in a deity. Mm-hmm. Um, Franklin and Jefferson did, but Jesus, they're not too keen on. That's yeah. I yeah. Again, and it's they're not very Jewish hard, either. It's very hard to determine. Um, and there were a bunch of others like that. They they could have perceived of what challenges we have now. They obviously uh, could right. not have understood that. This yeah. is the argument of Christian nationalists: is that um, that it was all founded and based upon some Judeo-Christian. I mean, they they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna be on this side of the spectrum, right? The conservative side of that mm-hmm. of that sure. of that continuum, and they're gonna argue that when they're the pluralistic allowances are really about differences in uh, a, a more common thread mm-hmm. of Judeo-Christian ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, the part, the part about that that I like yeah. is that it makes it much clearer how we're going to legislate. Yeah, okay. Um, so if you take Iran, I don't like Iran's government. Sure, of course. Right, we hit a segment on this. Yeah. Um, but what I do, I have to give respect in the sense that that government... Um, has, uh, if you follow like Dietrich Bonhoeffer's ethics of church and state, yeah. um, they have a religious point of view yeah. and they have a government founded on that ethic yeah. and that morality yeah. and this consistency there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I disagree with the religious point of view and I would never want to live there. Yeah. And I would hope that if, um, if people disagreed with them, they would let them leave. Yeah. Um, because th- that's not for them. Sure. Makes right? sense. Mm-hmm. But at least it's consistent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so now we have people. We have we have certain groups of Muslims. Now yeah. there are group, various sects of, of of Islam, just like there are various sects of, of Christianity. Of course. Right. Um, but they've been publicly saying there is no religious freedom, because my religion says these things in the Sharia law, and uh-huh. you won't let me do them. Right. You won't let me participate in my religion. There is no religious freedom. Right. So it's just a matter of time, if you will, of, of uh, you know, multiplication and immigration. And, and then in, in our country, you would then permit uh, all of our laws can be changed. Yeah. The Constitution can be amended. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and everything can shift yes. to a completely different ethic. Right. Completely different. Yeah. And, um, and people who are Christian really don't want that. Right. Right. And, um, and I can understand that point of view. Right. Um, and so it's, it's too easy to say, oh, we're a pluralistic society as if, um, and, and you said this, you said everything is spiritual at least, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, atheism to me is a religion. Secularism is its own religion. Um, and, and you just so call it a spirituality, if you will. Yeah, I'm uh, not that, sure that, that I would call it a religion. But that's it's, a semantics it's, okay, uh, to enough. me. Okay, it's okay. it's a it's a it's a value system. It's a worldview. There's no it doubt has, about that. Yeah, yet. it has it. It's gonna it's gonna legislate according to what they think is right and Correct. wrong. Yes. And where do they get their sense of right and wrong? Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. Uh At least a, a Muslim says, I think I get this from God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's consistency there. We disagree with them, of course, about a lot of stuff, but but there's something consistent there. Um, the American experiment is uh, what, what's the popular vote going to be? That leaves us completely subjected to uh, propaganda yeah. and manipulation sure. and culture wars. Sure. And that's, that's where we are now, right? Yeah, totally. And so I want to say um, I want to reject Christian nationalists. Of course. But I want to, to say there's, there, there's something really valid about their point. We got to decide who we are. Yeah. Where are our laws coming from? Yeah. Is it just who's making the most babies? That's going to win the the law, the legal system in our country. Yeah, is it is it you know should we then think about that when we're letting people into the country? Um, which ethic are we going to work and operate from? You can't be shifting the very fabric of your society based upon popular propaganda and votes. Um, there has to be something more foundational to that, and I think to some degree the founding fathers had that in mind. Yeah, yeah, they did. And and the thought that they would that that Judeo-Christian ethic would be lost, I don't think was on their horizons at all. Even your your Franklins and your Jeffersons, I think they realized I've got to operate within this this system of I think they would have they would say, "Hey, murder is wrong." Mhm. And a lot of people do, most people do. But but if you if you open the doorway to anything that is a popular vote, you have to be able to to argue by hyperbole that at some point we could get to pedophilia being legal or, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, I don't think that'll happen, but it can is the point. Because what's the foundation? Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, and it sounds to me like you are arguing against democracy. (laughs) Because democracy Uh is that people... That, that every, you know, one person, one vote or whatever. I mean, we can, th- mm-hmm. th- there are slightly different variations of that. Um, but that, um, what I think what you're arguing for then, if not democracy, some sort of top down um, authority structure. And I'm not a big fan no. of democracy. Uh, well, de- that's not, that's not fair. Um, okay. Not a top down authority structure. Okay. But a, a, um, what ethic? From from wh- what vantage point does a secular person say my perspective is better because it is ah religious? Um, oh, if someone says that, I think that they're wrong. Um, but then all of us, you know, atheists have us. They think that they, you know they think that they're right. I'm a Christian, and I think Christianity is right. Mm-hmm. And so everyone thinks that they're right. Yeah, and so I think that people who disagree with me are wrong. Um, that's true for everybody, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is that that this experiment could very easily fail uh-huh. if the foundations are always shifting. Okay. And you, when I say foundations, I'm saying what kind of morality? Okay. And, and so there's something very um, wonderful about this nation has this morality. This nation has that morality, but the United States d- has, has never had that. Never. Well, I think that's I think that's where people disagree with you. And again, oh, that's a con- no, that's a continuum. I suppose so. Yeah. But 
the morality has been, um, I, I guess, the biggest moral good of the United States as a country has been democracy, has been w- let the people decide, right? This Judeo-Christian values that we started off with was pretty overwhelmingly for slavery. And then uh, we decided together mm-hmm. that we don't like that idea. And so we actually fought a war and eventually we said, okay, no, we don't like that. Then it's okay to oppress black people. That's the Judeo-Christian ethic. I mean, it's Judeo-Christian people yeah, uh, creating that ethic, right? I, I think you want to draw a distinction there because you're, are you saying that that's what the Bible teaches? No. Okay. So you're saying that that is a cultural expression, uh, a misguided expression. Yes. Uh, so it's not it's no not doubt. the biblical no it's not God communicated ethic right it's it's what sinners use to justify their correct what I, but what I'm saying is corruption. it is Judeo Christian um, culture the 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 uh-huh. uh, that said slavery was fine and good then we all changed our minds and the Constitution because it says whatever the most people think that's the direction that the country is going to go in. That's mm-hmm. the morality. The people as a whole get to decide the direction the country is going. The people as a whole get to decide what the morality of our laws are going to be. Right. And that was pro-slavery for a long time. Then we switched and said, not, most of us are now convinced that slavery is not moral, and that's not the direction we want our country to go. And because we're, but what's the foundation is not a particular morality, it's democracy. It is, we're going to let the people decide. And then it, we went for another hundred years where before we had a civil rights movement, and everyone said, oh, you know what? We want black people to have the same rights as everybody else. It took 100 years after slavery for us to come to that place. And now we have. And it's because, it, how, how does that work? Uh, uh, Dr. King had to lead all you know, these uh, protests to help change people's minds and hearts. Yeah. Because when the minds and the hearts of all the people change, then the morality changes. And that's the foundation. And I think, uh, you know, I understand what you're saying that Judeo-Christian values are, um, you know, are they part, they, they have been a part of our society and they're going away. In some senses, that's true. I think in other mm-hmm. senses, it's not, but in some senses it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that the way as Christians that for us to work on that is not through power. Mm-hmm. It is through the hearts and minds of people. It is like Dr. King. He's, you know, he helped with legislation. He met with LBJ. But he got that because of his moral authority in preaching and leading demonstrations and changing people's minds and hearts. I, that's what I see Jesus doing as well. Right. I'm not arguing for a uh, okay. Yeah, the the whole top down thing that you. Yeah, that's not that's not what I'm saying. Well, when you're saying that, uh, uh, I think you said people. Uh, let's see. If we just let if we take a vote and we just let people decide, then everything's going to run amok. Well, that is democracy. <laughs> Well, um, I, I think I am saying that, that democracy is an experiment. And that, sure it is. That, that, this, that the nation could very well, like the Roman Empire, fall to pieces. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and it, so how do we save it? And it appears that it is. Um, so it's moving that direction. How do we save it if, we, if it's to be saved? Yeah, it's definitely getting very polarized. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's another complicating factor here is that uh, we're Americans. We live in this country. And we care about it. But we're we're really part of a kingdom that is above any nation or nationality. Yes. Um, 
as Christians. Yes. Right. And so that's another whole complicating piece. And and I want to just kind of we have to kind of sh- shelf that um, if we're going to talk about uh, like just what we do as Americans. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's what we do as Americans. I think that for me, it's uh, I understand shelving the idea, the well, not the idea, the, um, the any sort of teaching or discussion of the fact that Christians are members of a separate kingdom, uh, citizens of a separate kingdom. But that gives me all kinds of confidence that it's okay. If the, if the United States doesn't last real long and this experiment mm-hmm. fails in the next 20 years, I'm okay with that. I'm going to be okay. I don't really want that because I, I love our country. But if it does fail, it, it's not going to... Uh, devastate me. It's not going to devastate me. Yeah. So that's one thing. But the other thing is, because I'm a citizen of that kingdom, and my, and my king has given me an example, and has given me the Holy Spirit, uh, the way that he is calling me to help in the United States, I think, is not by power or control. It is by serving and loving and winning people's hearts and minds when that becomes available. So I don't, I don't think that anyone disagrees with that. Okay. Um, and so when you say power, what power do we have? We don't have any power. We're, we're using our power, running our mouth. And when people complain publicly. Even you and I. Yeah, or yeah, anyone. Okay. Al Mohler, who, who hates this bill, or anyone who's arguing against it. or I mean, they're, they're, just, they're, they're speaking their opinion. They're doing what all that they can do is, is to say, I don't like this. Here's no, why. No. It's anti, uh, you know, this part's anti this and that part's anti that. No. I disagree with you. I think that there is an enormous amount of power. I think that when Roe v. Wade was overturned this past summer, that was a um, decades-long process that has been worked really, really hard. This was like the justification for so many people voting for Donald Trump was because he can get the justices on the Supreme Court that are necessary. It is also uh, the justification for... um, uh, the Senate holding back you're speaking Garland. At, you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth at this point. Am because, I? Yes, because you're saying, uh, I want to be pro-democracy, yeah. but when these people win, it's not it's not a good thing. It's power. It's a power play. No. Okay. No, no. Hold on. Um, okay. I'm happy for people to be involved in politics, but um, when you say that we don't have—going after power is we're going to save babies— not by compassion, not but we did this whole episode, remember, uh-huh. years ago um, or some right. long time ago on uh, uh, abortion. And so many uh, babies are being killed um, and Christians aren't doing nearly as much. Now, yeah, I don't want to get into all of that, no. but they're putting an yeah. enormous amount of effort into politics and and controlling that kind of control as if that's the answer to making this world a better place. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it is. I think it is uh, serving and winning the hearts and minds of people on the ground. I, I agree with you, but what you're talking about is just a shift in how we view power. It's this power that it's that power. Um, it's yeah, so still, the, the it's still power... using our voice. It's still using our influence. It's still uh, doing w- what we can um, so it is, it's still power, if you're going to call it power. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, in other words, how we use power, but it's, it's we give our lives away to serve those right. who are vulnerable. But what I'm saying is I don't have a wand that I can wave. Yeah. I don't have a, a, a machine gun that I can threaten. Um, I don't have... Well, some people the, have a machine gun that they can threaten, and they do. Well, they don't win. 
There's no fair enough. Not yet. Citizens yeah. don't have power in that way. They have okay. a voice. They have a vote. Sure. Mm-hmm. And if they want to vote against this, you can't can't complain about that. If you're arguing for democracy, if they want to vote for it, you can't complain about that. If you're arguing, that's their vote. It's their right. Yeah. So you can't complain about the the way that they use their voice and their power. You're just saying you shouldn't you shouldn't do it that way. Yeah, but okay. What I'm saying is that for Christian, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I think that there's a misunderstanding because I'm saying that Christians, the way that we are, the, the New Testament, especially the Old Testament too, but the New Testament is directing us to use our power is by giving our lives away in service to others and especially the vulnerable mm-hmm. rather than uh, trying to find ways to, con- to manipulate others in order to make myself feel better and more comfortable. I agree with that, but we're Christians. Exactly. We're Christians. And Mm -hmm. so Christians, I know lots of Christians who are trying to use their power or whatever it is to um, make themselves feel better and more comfortable. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. That's not a good idea. They have the right to do that in the United States, but I'm saying that's not the way of Jesus. Right. And that's, that's you using your power to try to influence them. I suppose that's true. Yeah. My voice. Your voice. What other power do you have? That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't twist their arm and make them do something. Sure. That's, this is your, this is your, you're engaged in a culture war. You're engaged in a, in a way, a propaganda and manipulation. And, uh, yes, Jesus did that. Yes. We're Christians. Yes. And so I'm saying, um, whereas you might be willing to, uh, to very clearly dissect your voice to only this function, I'm only going to try to persuade with my voice people to serve and to die and to allow and to, uh, and, and I'm I'm saying by what? Uh, how can you then enforce uh, someone else who says, I want to use this tool also. I want to I serve and do this in this way, but I also want to vote in this way and, and publicly speak in this way. I don't think it's, you know, uh, there are other tools available to people. I don't think it's a, it's such a clear dichotomy of what's right and wrong. It is for Fair you, enough. but... No, I don't think it is. I, I, uh, it's not as clear what someone is actually doing, whether it's right or wrong, I think that's, that's a fair criticism. Um, and I think you've made very fair criticism. And I agree with you that if all you're doing is trying to get the right people in what you think are the right people in power. Yeah. Um, and you're not, you're not mimicking Jesus in your, but, but it's too easy to say that that's all people are doing. You're right. You're right. You're right. And so they're they're trying their best to keep the Judeo-Christian ethic in our country. What's wrong with that? That's democracy, right? Sure. Right. Y- yes, but it's it's when we say everyone else has to believe it, we're going to somehow force people to believe the same way that we believe. I I, uh-huh. I that is Well, that's everybody. That's what I'm saying. That's the secular. No, it's not everybody. That's the atheist. That's everybody saying you need to think like I think. You need to do as I do. You need to see things the way I see them. You need the moral vantage point that I have. Okay, there's a difference That's between everybody. I want you to see what I see, and I'm going to force you to do what I again, want you to do. Again, we have no power. There's no forcing here. But laws create that power. Right, and, pe- and everyone has an opportunity to vote, but they don't have any power. So an, an atheist saying, uh, this, is, this is the way it ought to be, there's no power involved. They're just using their voice. That's right. And a Christian saying, this is the way it ought to be. There's no power involved. They're just using their voice. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I think that's right. But that's everybody. Everyone's saying, my way is the way. Yeah, sure. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. And so then how, how do we, as a culture, how are we going to decide which direction that we exactly. go? Exactly. I'm for that's, democracy. That's the issue. I'm for democracy. Well, I'm not saying I'm against democracy. Okay. I'm saying that it is, uh, uh, it's very um, complicated okay. because of this, because it's a popular, it's a, it's a competition. It's a whose voice wins. It's a yeah. who has more propaganda, yeah. who can win this culture war, yeah. who can do more, quote, educating of yeah, people. Sure. Um, and something about that I find disgusting. But what's the better way? Well, I'm not saying that there's a better way. Okay. Um, you know, what I'm saying is that there, there are, there's, a, there's something at work here that we can't just assume mm-hmm. is, is great and perfect because it has the label democracy. Mm-hmm. Like that, oh, that's the trump card that says, you know, anything that you believe is, is crap because it's not under, you know, it's not, it's, a, it's without democracy. So I mean, like that, that, we all want democracy. We all want freedom, right? But uh, how do we how do we how do we move forward with this? Is it always going to be culture wars? Is it always going to be propaganda and quote education? And in which case, um, if some if people have been working hard on this for two decades because they they don't want babies killed, why are you complaining? You know, you know, see what I'm saying? Like you have a moral vantage point that you're that you're saying what you're the way of you're course. doing it is wrong. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But that's everybody. Everybody Everybody's doing so, that. Sure. Right. And so I'm saying there is something about it, and I don't know what it is. I'm not sure that, that this is a better way, but there's something about a government saying, we have this morality. We, have, we believe that God spoke into history through thousands of years, and we've, we've been misguided by mm-hmm. that sometimes. We got mm-hmm. it wrong, mm-hmm. but we believe God has spoken truth. The Ten Commandments, we need to put those in our morality because we believe them. And if you don't believe this, maybe this isn't the place for you. I can understand someone having that opinion for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think it's necessarily constitutional. I agree with you there. It has never been part of the United States. Well, it's well. Hold on, that's too simplistic a statement. Is it? It's absolutely too simplistic a statement. Going back to our earlier conversation, there is a there is a, a baked in assumption. People are products of their context. It is very difficult for people to view their context from a vantage point. They're a part of it. It's the fish and water thing. It's so hard to explain to a fish that they're in water. I got you. And so that that's the culture that this country was born in was a Judeo Christian background and ethic and assumption a presupposition yeah that is somehow baked into stuff mm-hmm. and it's and it leaves us in this complicated place now yeah where where we i can't just dismiss i think you very very dismissal of christian nationalists where i say there's something there that that um that they know in their core maybe they're not very articulate i don't i've never heard a lot of people articulating this and i'm trying to understand uh that i think i'm getting to this this in my own thinking, that it's about this concept of, of whose laws are we, you know, what morality are we going to, has God spoken into history? If you believe that, then that gives you a very um, confident and perhaps overconfident or egotistical, but uh, it's a plumb line of truth. If, if this is true, if Christianity is true, then it's true. Yes. And if you believe it's true, then you want to, you want to, to um, see that reflected in laws all over the world. Not just in your your country or your municipality or where mm-hmm. you have your voice or your vote, 
you want that all over the world. Yeah. Um, we don't want any uh, abusive people. We don't want any murder. We don't want any child kidnapping. And, you know, we want all that stuff to go away. I don't think anybody is concerned about and no one's going to disagree with those laws that you just said, though. Well, that's not true, but okay. um, most people. Well, yeah, that's most people right now. Yeah, um, but that's the thing, is that it's it's not a uh, that's a logical fallacy of, of like the group uh, opinion. The group opinion doesn't mean that it's right. That's that's the breakdown, I think. Right, and and so maybe oh, for sure. So so when I say I, I'm pro I'm pro democracy, I want people voting. I want their freedoms. I want them to. To, to put people in office is same thing as me saying, I don't want despots. I don't want people from top down who think they, they because of their royal blood or their dynasty, that they have the authority to take my field and to, um, to take my weapons that, you know, or take my productivity or whatever. That's all, that's, you know, that's all horrible. I'm so, uh, so much a Democrat, a, a democracy person in that sense. I want freedom. I want voting. But it doesn't mean, that doesn't automatically translate to, I want a loosey-goosey morality that's up for grabs that will change dramatically over the years. Yeah. And that's the idea of a constitutional democracy is that the Constitution are the things that we don't really vote on. And the problem is that in our we, – we can change the Constitution, but it right. hasn't happened very often. And nothing uniquely Christian or specifically Christian is in our Constitution and never has been. And so, in fact, it specifically says that there is not a privilege of any particular religion. I mean, that's from the very beginning. That yeah. is absolutely there. Sort of. Again, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Again, uh, just going back to uh, uh, to the degree that someone in that context could say that. Again, they're they're couched, they're steeped in a context that is that has been born on the privileges and the rights of Judeo-Christian ethic. I understand what you're saying, Dave, but it's mm -hmm. the the, um, the Constitutional Convention lasted for a very long time, and there was an enormous amount of discussion about whether they should we should codify specific Christian values, and they said clearly not. They chose which I not agree to. with because I I want the separation of church and state. Okay, but that is different. That's different. I mean, I think Dietrich Bonhoeffer would help in this. Okay, um, and that the 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 church and the state are brothers. Um, and they they inform one another. They work together. Sure. And what I think you're arguing for is a is an all state, and a a church is just like a it's your private thing. And I don't believe the church is a just a personal private opinion. That's, of course. That's the, no, no, that's I'm the not popular, arguing for that. Well, well, that's certainly what's out there right now. Sure. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's part of our culture. Yeah. That's right. And so, uh, and that's because the Constitution permitted this sort of mm -hmm. um, pluralistic. Uh, issue. Mm -hmm. uh, since they were so trying to separate church and state, what they did is they opened the doorway mm -hmm. for the, the, the laws of the nation to be able to now win or, or the, the likelihood. That doesn't matter. That's not a good argument. Um, the fact that they're able to be changed by popular vote mm -hmm. and the complete morality shift that can take place, that's concerning to a lot of people. And th therefore, it's concerning to when different kinds of people come here, mm -hmm. they freak out. Mm -hmm. Because their whole foundation of morality and what's legislated can be shifted. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. That's a real issue. That's a real concern for people. It's a concern for me. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that it's too easy to say I'm a part of a bigger kingdom um, and just pretend like that doesn't impact my life. If, if my wife suddenly has to start wearing a, a Sharpa or you know, my kids have certain uh, rights taken from them. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, when you really put it into... Um, 
to my life and how people could be, begin to use, quote, power over me, it becomes very concerning to say, now, hold on a second. What morality are we legislating here? We need to figure this out somehow. So the Constitution may have been deficient, and this is an experiment. Um, are, are we going to are we going to continue in this popular manipulation and this polarization and this 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 uh, I mean, especially with social media and the cell phones and I mean, it, it's becoming this this horrible propaganda machine, and uh, no one even knows what's real anymore. If you're if you're getting your news on social media, there's so much crap out there. And so that it, it's begging this question. I think that's where our country is such a, in such a volatile place because people aren't understanding one another. That when I, you know, that's why I say when you look at a Christian nationalist, there's something there that that is so raw that, I'm, and they're not very uh, well at articulating, maybe even understanding it, but they know something intuitive. Like this is this is not where I want my country headed. And so if they speak against that, if they vote against it, they write laws against it, then they're they're just doing their thing same as anybody else. Um, but there's something fundamentally broken about that, I think, about a, about a government that, that permits the very foundation of morality to potentially have dramatic shifts. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't see what you see. You mean you I'm don't, trying. You don't I'm, understand I'm really what trying. I'm saying? Or you, Maybe. Don't, you don't agree with me because... Yeah, I'm not sure. It's okay. one of those, or maybe both, because they had an opportunity to to put the Judeo-Christian morality into the Constitution, and they decided not to, but rather to really go after this democracy thing, and mm-hmm. that has stayed. Mm-hmm. That's the morality that they agreed on, and that has stayed, and until recently. When people are saying, hey, maybe democracy is not a good idea. Uh, Donald Trump just recently um, fam- I mean, just said, we need to throw out the Constitution. Yeah, now, I, saw that. He I saw that say, headline. That wasn't, and then that, I saw some kind of other headline. That's probably you know, pejorative. He didn't right. say it in those words. But it was, I mean, it was uh, mm-hmm. dismantle. I think he said dismantle the Constitution. I think maybe. I, um, I, I saw that headline. I didn't read it. Um, and I... Uh, obviously would say, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 what? Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not in that camp. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not in the camp that just says, uh, because because the Constitution is, it's perfect. Oh, uh, sure, sure, right. sure, sure. I got that. It, it, yeah, it's to be amended. It's to be, uh, yeah. I, I, the thing is, again, uh, is it always going to be a popular, I mean, the, 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 when you say democracy, I'm thinking more of like in the context of what they're getting away from. As far as despots and cruelty, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Instead of this, like, um, full, I don't think they were forward thinking about uh, all that can be with shifting morality. I do think they had they were steeped in Judeo Christian ethic, and they were really trying to separate church and state and provide. Uh, they didn't want witch hunting and nitpicking over theologies, and you know, just like, hey, live in freedom, but. Uh, but we, there was also widespread agreement on morality that was that was presuppositional. They don't even understand. You know, this reminds me a little bit of our um, discussion about. Um, this is this is going to sound really weird at first. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Our discussion about the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean is that originally the Confederate flag, of course, was a battle flag mm-hmm. for the South, and then it became. 
you know, uh, the um, markers. Um, it was used almost exclusively to honor um, the war veterans' graves and that kind of thing. And over, you know, a hundred and some years, it has come to take on very, very racist uh, right. overtones. And for people to say, and w- this was the conclusion of our um, episode then, we, we kind of both agreed that at one point it might have, and it did, uh, really represent Southern heritage and a Southern culture in a way that may or may not be tied up with racism. Now it is unfair for someone to say that, no, this is heritage, not hate. Sorry, it has become hate because during the Dixiecrat movement, you had an opportunity to say, to distance yourself from it, and you didn't. And then during, and then like these, uh, in the 70s, in the 60s and 70s, you had an opportunity to d- distance yourself from racism, and you didn't. Right. And then, and then all along the line. Right, okay, right. okay. So, uh, the Constitution, when it was formed, uh, was very spe- did not have, spe- does not have, did not have very specific Judeo-Christian values in it, even though that was a part of our culture, for sure. And as time has gone on, uh, and hold, we brought hold on. Lo- can you pause for a second? Yeah, yeah. You don't think it had Judeo-Christian values in it? Well, values, something, um, it's not, uh, let's see, it has, I'm not sure what it has that is uniquely Judeo-Christian, if I can put it that way. Okay. Uniquely Judeo-Christian. So like, you know, the people shouldn't murder and we should have, people should have a right to, you know, their own um, stuff. And uh, that, that's not uniquely Judeo-Christian. That lots of cultures have you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, valued those kinds of or things. Or made similar laws of, some, yeah, of yeah, various yeah. kinds. That's right. Uh-huh. Okay, so, um, and so as time has gone on, and we have said over and over again, like every year, every time we vote for a president, every time we vote for Congress, we're affirming our, like the, this is the, this is our foundation. This is how we're building our society, is on this constitution. And as things have gone on more and more and more, and more and more people have come that do not hold Judeo-Christian values. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those folks are like Franklin and Jefferson, who uh, you know don't believe in a, a personal God or a God that is mm-hmm. involved in human affairs or whatever. So we got more and more of those folks. Then we brought in um, you know lots of immigrants from various places, and then atheism has grown, you know, and shrunk and grown and shrunk in various times. New Age influence in the 70s mm-hmm. it became big. And so lots and lots of folks, and we have never addressed it. And now, to address it now, I think is going to be almost impossible, because we're not we're not the nearly as Christian a nation as we used to be. Right. And and for those who are really upset about that, I think yeah, that's not good. Uh, you know, it's sad. But how do we, how are we going to turn this around? I don't know. How are we going to get back to? I'm not sure that I want to get back to it. But if we, for those who do, right? How is that possible? I don't I don't see a path forward. Um, I'm not sure I see one either. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that the well, and then what's baked into that is I'm not sure that the the way forward is the way we're going, which is just more uh, culture wars. Right. Um, and I can certainly understand why a Christian nationalist keeps saying, this is a Christian nation, this is a Christian nation. And I want to say, okay, it is and it isn't. Right. That, that, That's right. We need to work through that. All. I mean, you can't just say that. Yeah, right. Um, it is and it isn't. And and the the left or the progressives are going to say it, it certainly isn't. 
But that's not accurate. Yeah. And the Christian national scene, it is. And that's not exactly accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say this, I'm, this is complicated. And this bill, getting back to the bill finally, mm-hmm. um, this is a great discussion, by the way. I, I mean, this is, this is right where I think we need to, okay. to be talking. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Because part of me feels like, okay, it's a compromise. It's yeah. some way forward. Yeah. We need to make some kind of progress because yeah. we are getting more and more polarized. The narratives are getting stronger and more entrenched. And, and even in their falsehood, they're not able to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. They're not able to have these kinds of discussions where mm-hmm. we're trying to nuance and get into the real, like, this is more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this visceral reaction, but let's just pause and think about this mm-hmm. and, and tease it out and see if we can't uh, better understand. Now that we're getting into the bill... This has gone on long enough. Let's cut this off, and next time we'll talk actually about the bill. Fair enough. Hey, we've got bonus episodes for you. You asked for them, we got them. Yep, more Hopper goodness. Bonus episodes that are only for our Patreon subscribers. We're a little bit freer to tell stories that we don't really want out there in the public. It's like, I don't know, the Hopper podcast after dark. Oh, yeah, like the time we went to see the Rock Hard Willie Band. You've said too much already. (laughs) Okay, it's easy. Just touch or swipe the cover art on the Hopper podcast on your podcasting app, and you'll find show notes. Follow the link there and sign up to give us a little bit of money each month, $5, $10, $20. At any level, you'll get immediate access to all our bonus episodes. We'll send you a special link to a new private podcast feed, and you'll get all the bonus episodes on your phone automatically. We love our Patreon supporters, and we treat them right. You know who you are. Thank you so much. You can become a Hopper Podcast Insider today. People are pretty creative on their gravestones. Uh, so these are real so let me give you a few I've real I've seen this like at Halloween. Yeah. This has become a thing where people put out fake tombstones that are yeah. humorous. So the fake ones are like, I'm a goner, and uh, you'll be next. Uh-huh. And, I've seen that, yeah. Uh, Willie B. Back, Chris P. Bacon, um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of those um, funny ones. Right. But there's some, here's some real ones. Um, there was a uh, an anonymous real one that didn't have a name on it, okay. but it was an actual grave that says, here lies an atheist all dressed up and nowhere to go. All right. That's pretty clever. Yeah. That's pretty clever. Uh-huh. Um, do you know who Merv Griffin, he's a yeah. Hollywood star from you know, back. Years, yep. years back. On his gravestone, he's got his name and the dates and whatever, but, it, but the, the prominent message there is this, I will not be right back after this message. No. That's that's what it says on uh-huh. his gravestone. Yeah. That was his catchphrase. You know, we'll be right back yeah. after this message. Yeah. There's a lady, um, I saw one, um, it had her name, I forget the name, but uh, the the main message on it was, uh, she always said her feet were killing her, but no one believed her. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Damn, it's dark down here. That's on the gravestone. <laughs> on the gravestone. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what Rodney Dangerfield has on his gravestone? No. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> and that's really fitting for him. You know, there was a time uh, uh, burial uh, customs go in, have their trends. There's lots yeah. of trends to burial uh-huh. customs. And there was some time, it didn't last real long, I don't think, but there was a time when short poems that rhymed, uh, and usually flattering of the person, that was like, that's that was in style, and everybody had, mm. you know, you had a, like a four lines or six lines yeah. little poem engraved on the gravestone uh, that was kind of summed up that person's life. 
most of them are, uh, you know, mother and, and, you know, sister, beloved, you know, whatever. Yeah. But some of them are, are fairly clever or funny. Here's one. Here lies good old Fred. A great big rock fell on his head. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you think he actually died that way? I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. That's what it says. And it's an okay. old, it's, you know, it's a long time ago. Here's another one. Here lies the body of our Anna. Done to death by a banana. It wasn't the fruit that laid her low, but the skin of the thing that made her go. Huh. Again, who knows? Yeah. Did that, is that how she died? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, my uh, my uncle, Yeah. Uh, he's a funny guy. Yeah. He's gone. He he passed away this, this year. Mm. And he uh, told his daughter when he was getting cremated, yeah. uh, when they went to visit and where they're going to have that done and stuff, he said, now, when, when I actually pass, I want you to go in there and tell a guy that I want to be done extra crispy. <laughs> she said, I'm not going to tell him that. Yeah, of course. And he said, if you don't tell him that, I'm going to haunt you. Yeah. And then uh, they had a, a bulletin for the funeral itself and it had a picture of him. He made his daughter take a picture of him kicking a bucket. Oh, my goodness. And it said... Um, you know, you're here because I kicked the bucket. Yeah. I, I kicked the bucket. Yeah. And on the back of it, his name was Jack. It said, uh, now hit the road, Jack. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, he just, you know. Yeah, he's being being fun that way. He was, yeah. It was his last few jokes. Yeah. And, he he uh, wanted to get them in. Okay. Yeah. He wanted to get those in. and Yeah. Okay. That's my uncle. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, the um, I have a patient who uh, is a big... University of Louisville fan and hates the University of Kentucky. That's uh-huh. their big rival. And he has not died yet, but he is he is planning. Um, he has hired he's like hired a security agency uh-huh. to stand uh, at the funeral home when he dies and uh, issue everyone University of Louisville uh, <laughs> like hats and jackets mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. scarves and I don't know what all you know uh, paraphernalia they can have their fanfare on and if there's uh-huh. anyone who tries to get in wearing University of Kentucky uh, into the funeral colors then or gear they're, they're supposed to kick them out uh-huh. it's okay that's this is what we're gonna okay. do okay all right yeah. that's how it goes here's another one um, here lies the body of Jonathan Blake stepped on the gas instead of the brake. Boo. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder how they get him to rhyme. Here, listen to this one. Underneath this pile of stones lies all that's left of Sally Jones. Her name was Lord. It was not Jones, but Jones was used to rhyme with stones. No. (laughs) That's terrible. Man. I mean, you know, I understand when people are like, I'll be dead. I don't really care. Yeah, sure. Um, Uh Uh-huh. But these are like dad jokes. Like a little bit, yeah. yeah. Like like your your epitaph is is a dad joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here's one. Uh, this one isn't rhyming. It's just interesting uh, and clever, I suppose. Uh, on someone's tombstone, it says, "I'm dead. Other than that, I'm fine." Right. There are multiple people that have on their tombstone, "I told you I was sick." Mm. I told you I was sick. Mm. <laughs> Nobody listened. Mm, mm, mm. And then there's a guy named um, John Yeast. <laughs> Okay, that's his name. Unfortunate. Unfortunate name, John Yeast. And on his gravestone, uh, uh, along with his name, it says, pardon me for not rising. Oh, boy. And the last one I've got is from um, on, the, on the grave of Mel Blanc. Do you know who uh-huh. that is? Yep. Yeah. So 
uh, on his, it, it has his name and all. And it also, the main text is, that's all, folks. Yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, he was the, the voice of all those. Uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what are you going to put on, on, what do you want to put on your epitaph, on your uh, gravestone? Well, you're assuming that I'm going to have a stone, I, I am, guess. yeah. Um, because uh, maybe I'll just be put in a in a box in yeah. a in a urn or something. Yeah, is that you what know? you want? I don't really know. Um, I mean, if I had a stone, yeah. you just have my name and dates. Yeah, I wouldn't put any dad joke on it. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Would you want any quotes at all? I don't think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You? Uh, I definitely want to be cremated. I don't want the stone. Hmm. Um, I definitely want to be cremated. Although uh, I I think that that I. It's I, I can see arguments all different ways. Yeah, I mean that's I'm not that is not the only for me that's the right decision and I could talk along you know whatever, but yeah so I hmm I think I I can imagine a Bible verse or something if I was if I had a stone or I had mm-hmm. something to memorialize my um yeah yeah I I I have to say I've never really spent any time thinking about it yeah and I think most people don't. I know right that's true yeah. because I talk to people about their death and yeah. very few people have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more people should think about it. Um, but then I'm pretty biased that way. Have you ever gone walking in a cemetery? Oh yeah. Lots. Yeah. Lots. Uh, what do you think about? Does it, does it impact you still or not anymore? Um, no, not anymore, but it, I, I still can allow it to impact me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like walking in cemeteries and I've done that. It seems like I always have lived um, yeah. fairly close to cemeteries in various ways. Um, and, yeah, I, there's something helpful about it. I love the idea of a cemetery uh-huh. by the church. Um, I, I like the idea a lot yeah. of passing by the saints who have gone before uh-huh. uh, into worship, and, and they are there, and, and one day their bodies will rise and you know, right. uh, from Thessalonians. I think that's, and we were living our lives in a, amongst the great cloud of witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think about those kinds of things when I'm in, when I'm in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do, do you like going to cemeteries? Well, you know, they, they're typically well cared for. Obviously they've got a yes. grounds crew. That's right. And that's there's, right. there's often, not always, but often big trees or yeah. flowers uh-huh. and plants and um, They're beautiful spaces. Yeah, and so uh, th- to go walking in a in a quiet park like atmosphere, yeah. certainly I enjoy. Um, when I was younger, of course, you you do sit there and think about, man, there this is a place for dead people. Sure, and you and you read their names, uh-huh. right? And you see, yeah. And I, I I find fascinating the the various names that are out there. That's Absolutely. you know, so I'll sit there and read them and come up with all these different names. I heard recently that someone, if you're a creative writer and trying to come up with a name for a mm. for a character, a graveyard's a great place to do it because if you're trying to come up with a creative name, you come up with, you know, um, Persnickety Periwinkle. And right. like, okay, that's not any person's name. Right. But there's lots of interesting and creative names that are of real that are people. Real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember being younger and, and purposely going to a graveyard to kind of grasp the reality of life. Mm-hmm. And good, death, good, yeah. And uh, I, I, I might have to work myself into that these days. I'm getting old and stuffy and all that, but work yourself into to just thinking through and understanding the gravitas. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of these days, I, I think for me, 
the concern at this stage of life is more of the, you get put in this ground and you are forgotten. Yeah. And this stone is an effort to remember, but the people who care will soon be gone and forgotten as well. And the stone will get washed away with time. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've been, you've It'll seen cemeteries that are... Old. You know, a uh, hundred or two hundred years old, where like I, th- this looks like it probably was a gravestone, but uh-huh. it has been weathered away, and there's the uh, the name or whatever inscription on it has long since gone. Yeah, and yeah. in Virginia, particularly when when if I went exploring or hiking or um, um, certain lands or hunting, you can come across some old oh, yeah. cemetery yeah. Yeah. in the woods yeah. that that maybe one person still yeah. knows about, or yeah. you know, or knows somebody there. Yeah, and it's. Uh, or it's maybe like not. These, yeah. It's like these last ditch efforts of people to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And apart from their being after life and God and judgment day and all that, uh, that's a really futile endeavor. Mm-hmm. And I think people who are atheists need to have the courage to say that. Mm-hmm. To say, uh, what you do in this life doesn't matter if mm-hmm. there's no God. And uh, how you die, or when you die, or what age you are when you die, uh, ultimately it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lived this this uh, wonderful, abundant life, and now I'm dying, and uh, and that's good. Well, it, who cares? Mm-hmm. You 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 won't remember it. Mm-hmm. You won't be around to watch your your progeny grow up, mm-hmm. or you know, if you you were without conscience before you were here, and you'll be without conscience afterward, and it's you know, there is nothing, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think that that, I think that people who are atheists need to wrestle through the real meaning mm-hmm. of evolution and uh, the passing on of genes and the uh, and the meaninglessness mm-hmm. of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that that if if there is no God, we should be talking about euthanasia. We should be talking about eugenics. Oh, of course. We should be talking about. Um, death penalty and uh, or just uh or just ways that we can strategically get rid of people we don't like or that are a drain on society sure. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um that there is no image of god and there's there's a lot of ramifications that mm-hmm. people don't really talk about mm-hmm. uh, and there yeah. are people who are the, uh, consistent philosophically consistent that way and and i i, I think I guess, few Yes, a that's few. Right. Most people have the presupposition of Judeo-Christian ethic mm-hmm. operating in their in their minds mm-hmm. when they're when they're thinking through their atheism. Yeah, that's right. Uh, instead of just the, uh, if they could remove themselves from their presuppositions in their context to say, "Oh, wait, there really is nothing." Mm-hmm. Um, Ernest Becker's book, uh, the the denial of death, won mm-hmm. the Pulitzer Prize uh, back in the seventies. Actually, it won. After he died, he had published it and, and uh, died in, like almost immediately, um, and then it won the Pulitzer Prize. It was an amazing, groundbreaking book, and still not very easy to read. But he was not a Christian, and but what he said was, and it, it's a brilliant, brilliant book and worth reading. Um, he said that in order to exist in the world, you have to live in a kind of denial of your own death. And that so much of our lives are driven by the fear of death. Mm. And, that, and so we create these immortality projects um, like our family, mm-hmm. our business, our, 
are, you know, people want to leave their name on a on a school or on a, a hospital or something. The rich people do, and you and even so, in in notorious ways. Yes, there are people, criminal minds who yes. want to be remembered so for he, something. He would say the, the exact shooting same Lincoln thing. or right? something. That's right. Yeah, and for most people, the more uh, that's right. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Or for you know school shootings, and you know right. that's that I want to be remembered for this. I'm going to go down in history, and so. Uh, the, he calls all of those immortality projects. The more socially mm-hmm. acceptable way of doing that is to pour into our children and leave our, this world better than it was for, than it was for us, you know, for our children and leave an inheritance to our yep. children. And these are all immortality projects because we are in, we are so afraid of our own deaths. And uh, I, I think it's a brilliant insight. And then when we add Christianity to it, then we can say, oh, I can embrace my death and still try to work to build the kingdom of God. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't really care to have a headstone or to be remembered forever, because right. I know that the Lord remembers me and will remember me forever. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You can write or call us. Just tap or swipe on the purple Hopper Podcast cover art in your podcasting app and find the show notes. For ways to suggest a topic for the Hopper or tell us a funny story. Or you can just go to thehopperpodcast.org. Try to keep it clean. And if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. Special thanks this week's goes to my neighbor's rooster who wakes me up every morning. Yeah, that's fun. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. Join our Patreon for our bonus episodes. Dave, what's the lesson we should take away from this week's episode? Uh, Probably that Willie's hemorrhoid transplant wasn't that unusual after all. No, it's pretty common. Pretty common. Yeah. 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 I keep telling you that. Yeah.